Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my co-host and T-Swift concertgoer Jill, and today we will be discussing Dawn of the Clans, book three, The First Battle. Jill, hello, my friend. Hi, Scout. <laughs> how was the How was the concert? Oh, it was so good. Uh, my voice was completely gone by the end. Traveled out to the desert, which I had never been to Arizona before. I waved uh, at you from a state or two over, a couple states over. Yeah, I, guess. I don't know where I Arizona felt it is. in my heart. Mm-hmm. You You know that I was and waving. in my tacos. <laughs> how have you been? I have been good. I am excited to talk about this book. Oh, boy. I'm uh, (laughs) excited to talk to you, my very good friend. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I say we should uh, should ask, how's the prey running? Oh, man. Let me tell you what. This goddamn cat game. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) So uh, since we last spoke, I have now joined the Discord for Clan Jen. Uh, mm-hmm. and found that, uh, oh, there are these fun little challenges that you can do uh, that people have kind of made their own rules uh, for these challenges and you you play along and uh, some of them you win, some of them is just for telling a story. Oh boy, I have <laughs> uh, sunk many hours over the past couple weeks. It's so easy. It's so easy to yeah, do it. I love, so the thing is though, I really love there's like a lot of survival-based challenges where it's like, hey, at the end of every moon, you got to roll a die and see how many of your cats like succumb to a mysterious illness or something like that. And it's just so it's a lot like nuzlocking for Pokemon. True. Where you are like giving yourself these parameters that you have to follow. Yes. Uh, and it's just so fun. Do you have any standout challenges that you've done or standout cats or both uh yes okay so standout challenges the sickness was my favorite one uh so the sickness challenge is one where there is a uh flower plague that kind of grows inside a cat's lungs a lot like the hanahaki disease in a lot of family yes. stuff <laughs> but it's not based on like unrequited feelings Right. Um, it's just it's just you got the plant zombies in you. Right. You got the plant zombies in you. But every five moons, one cat gets infected and you have to roll to see how many other cats they infect. And if they're infected, there's like two modes you can do. I did alternate. If they get infected, they become zombies and they're exiled and you cannot patrol while there are zombies out. Or if you oh. play on the easier mode... They are infected and die if they're infected. I like the idea of of not being, literally, it's just like they're exiled and you can't go out. You can't go out until those <laughs> fools die. And that's so hard. Because it can take a really long time. Yeah, I've not beaten it on zombie mode, but <laughs> I did do it. I think I did like five runs uh, and at the final one, so every 12 moons, you can have uh, your medicine cat make a roll to see if they make a breakthrough for a cure. So it's a lot like um, Pandemic, the board game. 
Oh, cool. And so you have to get three breakthroughs in order to fully cure the disease. So in my last one, I got so lucky <laughs> with my rolls. I ended up at 36 moons coming up with a cure. Ooh. My furthest that I got in terms of number of moons was 55 moons. I was left with nothing but my medicine cat. Oh my and god. Since it was just one cat and every, a cat has to get infected at every, every five, five moons, I was yeah. like, all right, rest in peace, good buddy. Oh, rip. Uh, it was good though. What about you? Uh, I have also been playing Clan Gen. Um, the challenge that I have been. Okay, for. <laughs> First of all, I did a challenge called the Load-Bearing Kitten Challenge, which essentially is you use a random number generator to generate a name that could be generated by the game, and then you have to play until you find that cat. You have to play until that kitten is born. Uh, so I was on a quest to find Weed Kit for like three days, uh, which was very funny. Weed Kit? Weed Kit. <laughs> I was in Weed Clan. We were looking for Weed Kit. Uh, I fucking could not get... So I, eventually I got to the point where I was like, I wonder if the game doesn't spawn kittens that have the same word in their name as is your clan name, and maybe I've messed myself up by naming the clan Weed Clan. So I was like, okay, I'll roll again and I'll get a different name. And then, lo and behold... I got that kitten immediately, and then also Weed Kit finally showed up. Oh, well, there you go. So there we go. So it was both both ways I got the kittens, but unfortunately they did perish in a mass extinction event before they could retire, and so I had to stop that one. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. It's too bad, <laughs> but I just really liked that it was <laughs> that it was the search for Weed Kit. That it was the first name I rolled. That was just cracking me up. I've been having a great time with the, uh, I believe it's in the Discord, it is called the Realism Challenge. I also have been calling it like the Canon Challenge because it's mm -hmm. essentially trying to adhere to the way that the rules of the clans and the uh, kind of storytelling work in the books. That one is pretty much just like you can go for as long as you can go. And um, I have been keeping a Word document. Jill, I know you've also been doing this one. I have, yes. And we've been sending some screenshots back and forth of nonsense. Mm -hmm. My personal my personal favorite bit uh, is I had like a Yuri manga happening in my game for a while because the one of my cats, Odd Reed, was really crushing on Rush Cone, who was my medicine cat. And as we will eventually get to in the series, medicine cats are not allowed to have spouses or children uh, due to the rules of the clans in the books. Mm -hmm. um, the law. The law. <laughs> The star said that the medicine cats can't fuck. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was like, Audrey, babe, this is a bad idea. And then there was another cat named Holly Rump, who in turn first had like a crush on five different cats and then zoned in on Audrey. And then it took five years <laughs> For Holly Rump to finally officially announce her feelings to Odd Reed. And at that point, Odd Reed had kind of gotten over her crush on Rush Cone. And it was a grand old time. They became mates. 
and they were they both Holly Rump is still alive. Odd Reed has passed away due to old age at this point. So they're just like very nice old lesbians and I like that a lot. My other favorite part is like and this is moons just months before death. Odd Reed is like I'm pregnant and I'm like you are ancient and also a lesbian. So I'm very curious about this. <laughs> uh so I was like, "Ooh, what's happening?" And it turns out that Odd Reed had maybe an affair Ooh. with uh with another one of the elders in my clan named Oh, what's his name? It's like Smoky Dusk or yeah, Smoky Dusk, I think. Uh or Curl Curly Dusk. And I was like, "Curly Dusk, you old fucking dog." Uh but I choose <laughs> I choose to believe that uh he was actually acting as a surrogate a uh, sperm donor for oh. the lesbians to have kittens uh, in their in their golden years. Uh, so shout out to Odd Reed, Fly High Queen. We'll miss you forever. We'll miss you forever. She's watching us from Star Clan now. She's up there with Rush Cone, so hopefully, you know that. I don't know. Hopefully, that doesn't like cause any tensions in the in the uh, marriage with Holly Rump eventually. I'm hoping that she like got to got to hang out with with uh, Rush Cone and. In Star Clan, you know, I just think that they could all they could all do it together. They could just all be three just a cat polycule lesbians. Yeah, my funniest thing I think that happened in in the realistic challenge. I have one cat that has like been just like keeping on through the entire time and like is not getting any of the respect she deserves. Oh, uh, her name is Stembriar, uh, and she was mates with a cat named Briar Pelt early on in my challenge. And there was one moon where it was I. One of the events was uh, Briar Pelt. That's her mate called Stembriar, the wrong name. And I just wrote down, "Dude, that's your wife." <laughs> uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I, I went to the little statuses, it was Stumbriar is having a disagreement with Briar Pelt. And I'm like, yeah, I bet she is. I bet because she, his, he fucking called her the wrong name. And this was like, after, yeah, and this was after they were mates. I'm like, OK, chill. Dude, my dude, my guy. Mess. A whole mess. Um, Shout out to the uh, the devs uh, and runners of the. Oh, God, uh, yeah of the clan gen game and we discord love we love you guys we love this game i am looking in here and like on daily there are multiple updates to the dev version basically the in progress version uh to fix bugs and then to fix the counter bugs that uh appear <laughs> when other things are trying to be fixed and it's just really cool to sort of see this game continue to be so actively worked on yeah it's um, really nice like in real time it's fun go check it out if you have not already from us talking about it uh you will lose hours of your life you will you'll never be able to stop but it's worth it do you want to take a, a personality quiz this week let's do it i would love to take a personality quiz all right this week we're taking the quiz what power would star clan grant you Ooh. All right, you got yours? Uh-huh. All right. Star Clan would grant me the power to walk in dreams. Oh, you're you're a regular J feather up in here. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it says you are a quiet, contemplative soul and you see things in ways others may not think of. With this power, you can see deep into the heart 
people's dearest hopes and darkest fears by walking in their dreams. Oh. What'd you get? I got the power to read emotions and thoughts. Okay. This says uh, you are a friendly and social sort and your friends know you're always someone they can rely on. With this power, you can know the thoughts and feelings of those around you and understand better what the people around you are all about. Uh, this is also, this is the alternate Jay Feather, because mm -hmm. uh, Jay Feather does both of these things. He does. <laughs> Hashtag Jay Feather Kinney. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, I'm you so sorry for that, that joke. You can't say that to me. AJ, edit, AJ, edit that joke out. AJ, edit that out. AJ, do, AJ, do not. AJ, I'm paying you to not edit that joke AJ, out. AJ, I will pay you more money than Scout if you edit that joke out. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, the funny thing is that I believe that I took this at some point just on my own. Oh, like, yeah? Between this recording and last recording, because you had also dropped it in last uh, recording's document. Oh, yeah, as an option. As an option. And that time I got the same one that you got. And this yeah, time I answered a little bit differently and got a little bit of a different thing. Hmm. So I think that's interesting. I think both of those suit me pretty well. I, I like agree. to think... I like to think that I am a reliable friend that any cat I, could I come to. I think you are. <laughs> uh, and I think that you are contemplative. I sure am. This has been a wonderful How's the Prey running section, mm -hmm. uh, but we should probably get, uh, get, get started. Into it. Get into it. Uh, so please, listeners, dear listeners, dear Jillian, come with me on a journey through our summary. As Clear Sky and his gang of forest cats continue to push for territory expansion, his son Thunder, joined by the injured forest exile Frost, is given shelter by Grey Wing and the Moorland cats, receiving medical treatment and explaining Clear Sky's worsening attitude. Grey Wing and Thunder arrange a tenuous meeting with Clear Sky at a neutral location to discuss border politics, but Clear Sky, power hungry and paranoid, convinces himself the Moorcats are planning an ambush and rallies his camp for a battle instead. Meanwhile, a cocktail of trouble is being mixed in the Moorland camp. Greywing's lungs were weakened by the smoke of the forest fire, and he suffers a flare-up, confined to bed rest, at the same time as Windrunner's kits are born prematurely. And Turtle Tail's abusive kitty pet ex and biological father of her three kittens tries to force himself back into her life by staging a casual kidnapping while everyone is busy. A small group of more cats, allied with everyone's favorite local weirdo, River Ripple, stages a rescue mission to recover the kittens from Two-Leg Place. With pluckiness and quick thinking, the rescue is eventually successful, but not before tragedy strikes as Turtle Tail is killed by a speeding car. Reunited with what remains of his family and deep in mourning, Grey Wing meets Clear Sky under the full moon. It seems as though the conflict might be resolved peacefully, but Clear Sky escalates the meeting into an all-out bloodbath. Thunder manages to bring reinforcements from the Moorland camp, but it is not enough to prevent heavy losses on both sides of this conflict, ending only when Clear Sky momentarily grows a conscience and calls off his cats. In the fight's gruesome aftermath, the spirits of the dead appear to the survivors, admonishing the actions of both groups and leaving them with dead to bury and an ominous prophecy. Unite or die. Oh boy, so we've got... 
there's so much happening. There's a lot. To t- I'm like already. I'm looking through my notes even. There's Ooh. really so much. I mean, I think I'm gonna. This is lower in my notes, but I'm gonna open up with the thing that I messaged you earlier that you told me to put into the notes, which oh, is yeah, if, yeah. Two, if two cats were in a clearing in the forest and one of them killed the other, would that be fucked up or what? That's uh, like that's, the summary of this book, basically. It really is. Um. Yeah. Wow. So starting off, we have a clear sky POV in this book. Uh, uh. I was in the airport when I started reading. Uh, and I verbally, out loud to Eric, said, oh, and then texted you, oh, there's a clear sky POV, because you had already started by that point. I had. I, um, said, I said, we're, I already know we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So starting off strong, we get some clear sky POV and his his thought process Makes no fucking sense to me. Never has there been a man so rancid and so confused. Uh, Like, last time I said, okay, I can sort of get, you know, wanting to protect your your family and make sure nobody starves because you came from that, like, scarcity mindset. But when we get Clear Sky's POV, he's literally just like, I want to kill people because I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? I, I don't think that it's that it's forecasted quite this or like right at the beginning, but there's also a a time not too far into the book where we get like that Clear Sky's camp is just lousy with rotting food, basically. Yeah. Because they're over hunting. Yeah, they have too much food they don't know what to do with. They have more food than they know what to do with. And he's like, my cats are going to starve. And it's like, OK, I, I don't think you really believe that, sir. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was wild. I just, his, I don't, I did not care for his chapters because it, he just, as a character makes no sense to me. There's so much stuff that is inconsistent in, I mean, he, his, his personality and perspective is shifting wildly, like paragraph to paragraph. Literally. Yeah. In a way that is like concerning, like (laughs) in a way that makes me very afraid for just like clear sky's own personal stability. And like he's got some issues that are like definitely not. He's got some he's got some things that like woman a woman couldn't fix. And that's what he tried to do. He tried to fix it with uh, with a with a wife and that didn't go good. Mm -hmm. And it's and and I don't I don't know if there's I don't know that there's anything that we could really do. Yeah, I will have possibly some more to say on this kind of wild swings in in like characterization a little bit later when I get to the Aaron corner. Um, But yeah, I have I have many thoughts. Do not do not like clear sky i yeah this is a clear sky hate account one of one of my notes was just fuck clear sky all my homies hate clear sky i hate clear sky i hate clear sky i hate clear sky so fucking much (laughs) fuck you clear sky it's just (laughs) i I got a couple of these also another uh another uh gray wing flop moment was was gray wing at one point talking to jagged peak and jagged peak being like why do you you know essentially being like i don't know why you think that you can make any difference with clear sky like there's nothing to be done about him and gray wing is like will jagged peak ever forgive clear sky for exiling him and it's like he should not have to he should not be expected to the man wanted him to fucking die 
Yeah. I mean, it's just... Grey Wing is, is like, loyal to his family to a deep fault in a lot of ways, especially to uh to clear sky like i know he's your brother but my dude you gotta just you gotta let it go there's a lot going on there gray wing again i like him more this book than i did in the previous ones but he Mm -hmm. is still driving me crazy I know. He's got some moments. I see that you've noted it here in the notes about Unobservant King. King. He really... He does not know (laughs) shit about fuck all. This cat is the least observant cat that I've ever seen. Outline, outline what's happening (laughs) with with him and Windrunner. Yeah, so at the very beginning, like, it is glaringly obvious that Windrunner is pregnant. And Greywing's like, Oh, she's eating really well. My guy, your <laughs> wife was pregnant. You know what a pregnant cat looks like. You're Grayling, so stupid. Graywig out here. Like, my wife is pregnate. <laughs> Am I pregante? Can you hit baby top of its head? <laughs> Just wild to me. So much, so much. He is so unobservant, but like, you know... He's stupid, but he's a decent guy, so we give him a... I know. Give him a bit of a pass. (laughs) He's so stupid sometimes, but I I do feel like there is a certain consistency to his stupidity in that he's just got really specific blind spots to the point where it's sometimes really funny. I also am... I'm partial to... I really like the way that the books are portraying like the chronic illness that he is suffering from due to the fire. Like he has developed some sort of um, asthma or or uh, other. He, re- he sustained lung damage during the fire in the previous book. And that continues to, to be something he is dealing with and something that he is ashamed of and tries to push through and is frustrated by and limits the things that he can do. And like... There's a whole section of this book where he is essentially out of commission and so much stuff just happens around him because there's when you have a chronic illness, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything about it. Your body needs what it needs and he needed to sleep and he sleeps through so much stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And I bet I bet that that just really fucks a person up. Like I would have liked to see more internality on like. Him essentially being like, I went to bed and when I woke up, my whole life was changed. I mean, honestly, like as someone who had COVID back in October and it reactivated my childhood asthma and made it worse, like I get it. Like for a while, I literally like could not walk from one room in my apartment to another without like having to catch my breath. So yeah, like it sucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh so like I get it for for poor Greywing. Like he's he's having a rough a rough one. He is. He's having such a rough one. And like that's the other thing too is like I can't hate him because I do relate to him a lot in terms yeah. of like his his physical struggles. Mhm. Maybe not I don't think I'm as unobservant as Greywing. But no. like Greywing Can anybody be? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But like Greywing also has like very clearly stated a panic disorder yeah which i think is really like that's another reason i just i i like i think that they did i like the way that they wrote 
gray wing here as somebody as somebody who has like three anxiety disorders yeah. it it hits it hits for me yeah no i 100 agree i i i really think that you know the the warriors books have a lot of issues with depicting illness and and stuff like that but i think mm-hmm. this book does a pretty decent job with gray wing and and showing what if it is like to have a panic attack, like a true panic attack. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also want to talk about Grey Wing's got some death flags he's throwing up in this book. He doesn't die ultimately at the end of this book. He almost does. He almost fucking dies, uh, dude. But he throws up some death flags. It makes me very concerned for uh, his future in this series. Yeah. Um, especially like he's heading to, to go, I think, meet with, Clear Sky the first time or something oh, like yeah. that. And he like Thunder's like, what if what if he what if you don't come back? And he's like, Well, you'll lead them. Like, you'll take care of it. And <laughs> firstly, I'm like, that is a child. Uh yeah. and secondly, I'm like, oh, Grey Wing, that's not you don't say those things in books. That that's that's the thing you say when you're not coming back. <laughs> You can't just be out here essentially saying I am a I'm two weeks from retirement. Yeah, exactly. You're going to die. I'm I'm a very afraid and I I I oh, maybe a little bit mean to say I'm mostly afraid because I really don't want his fucking kids to keep losing I parents. Know. I don't want him to die. Those kids, <laughs> those kids. They're just uh, babies. They're just babies. I have a lot of thoughts on uh, what happens with Turtle Tail. I yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because I figured you would probably talk about that for about twenty minutes today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm not. We had a very in-depth discussion about fridging at the uh, beginning of this podcast in the first episode. I will not rehash a lot of that, except to say I don't think that this was a necessary death. I think the whole Tom subplot was unnecessary. Yeah. First of all, fuck Tom. Yeah, Whoa. Like, we already knew he was a bad guy. We didn't need him coming and stealing the kittens. It was so much. So Tom, and just like, what is he doing it for? Just because he's fucking bored? Just, I yeah, don't know. literally, because he's just, just, literally just because, because he's, he's a, just to show that this guy is a dick. And it's like, we mm-hmm. know he's a dick. You don't need to do more to show us he's a dick because ultimately. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything for the over like overarching plot line of hey my my fucking brother's over here trying to kill everybody like they even crossed the territory oh my god and- okay but that scene where where oh, we yeah, get that was fucked we, up we get that scene from okay so so tom takes the kids takes pebble heart owl eyes and uh sparrow sparrow fur sparrow fur yes. is the other one right i get sparrow fur and acorn fur mixed up but Makes acorn fur is is a a larger cat a, an older yeah. cat yeah, she's uh, the same age as Thunder, about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's Lightning Tail's sister. Sister. Um, mm-hmm. But Owl Eyes, Pebble Heart, and Sparrow Fur are Turtle Tail's kits, Grey Wing's adopted children, essentially. And Tom, their, their father, shows up and decides he's going to essentially just like to fuck up Turtle Tail's life, and because he's bored and like a bully is like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna take these are my kids I'm gonna take them and still it's still never really like touched upon that the kids just just Go followed him. him yeah I like, don't they think love Grey Wing 
Yeah, Why would they, they would... fucking go with this dude? I think that they wrote it well in this idea of like, I th- think that the kids at first thought, oh, this is just like, we're just having fun for a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then later on, it becomes more apparent that the kids are like, well, no, we're going to stay because he's our dad. We're going to stay here because he's our dad. And never, they never met him before. I don't even think, did Turtle Tail even tell them that that's their dad? Like, I, I'm pretty sure they were under the impression that Grey Wing was their dad. I know that in the second book, when Grey Wing and Turtle Tail finally sort of confess their feelings to each other, Sparrow Fur does say, essentially, like, this means you're really our father now or something. So I think that they understand that, that Grey Wing is not their biological father. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they love him. They, he is their father. That's their and I papa. Think, I think that this is another situation where the books really struggle with uh, the concept of a decided upon family, uh, a chosen family uh, mm-hmm. versus versus biological. I don't know if it is maybe because of the genre or the uh, like the tropes that they're playing in, but there is so much in all of these books that is centered around blood relation to its detriment in a lot of places. And I yeah, think this is, I agree. this is a place uh, where, it, where it really suffers. It just doesn't make sense. And Pebbleheart, my guy Pebbleheart is so smart. Yeah. He he would have been like, no, I'm not fucking going with you. Like yeah. not to be not to be all he would not fucking say that. But these But kids, he would not fucking say he that. He would not fucking say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so the, the the kids go with Tom, and Tom crosses the border with the kids, and Clear Sky sees them. Clear Sky talks to them. Clear Sky talks to them, and he's like, oh, well, I'll just let this happen. And he's then, literally just like, well, they're not my kids, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they're not like, part of the forest cats, whatever. And he can tell that there is clearly something fucked up going on. Yeah, he, like, gets a little sick pleasure out of yeah. Tom, like, deferring to him right because tom and who is it is it leaf that's with him one of his other cats that's like those are those are wild cats those are yeah, not those his are kids. not his kids and, and he's like Clear Sky i don't is care like, i know <laughs> he's just like this guy was really sucking up to me so i'm gonna let him do whatever the fuck he wants then later the cat's looking for turtle tail and tom and the kids come up they see clear sky they're like Hey, did you see a guy with three kids go by here? And he's like, we can, I we can, can literally I smell them. And he's like, no. D- motherfucker, this guy is the worst. This guy sucks. Clear Sky hate group. I hate him. I hate him so much. It literally. Untenable. It, Sickening. It drives me fucking batty. Uh, so, S- some other things that Clear Sky did that drive me crazy. Give me the bullet points. Give me, tell, guy, me tell me the A things. literal murderer has the thought, <laughs> how can these cats think I'm a murderer? I'm like, bro, because you killed someone. Because you fucking killed somebody. <laughs> I truly, I wish I could remember what this was in reference to, but Clear Sky's like, I protected them. And Petal's like, bro, what the fuck? You didn't protect <laughs> you didn't anything. Protect shit. You didn't protect shit. And he's like, no, no, no. I, I protected them. I, I did great. He's just, he does not know shit about fuck. Like, he just, he's so dumb. He's also, he and Grey Wing, you know what? I can tell they're brothers because they're both stupid as hell. It's true. Because. No brain cells. We don't know who their father was. Clear Sky is also like, 
immediately thinking the worst of his brother. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That drove me Grey crazy. Wing is going to attack us. And I'm like, when has he ever done anything except be nice to you? And this is the thing that I think is I think that there's a kernel of of like really exceptional writing about this type of person and this kind of of like emotional abuse. Uh, For sure. It, it like because that is the thing that you run into with people is people who um, are constantly undermining and you know overpowering other people will then always expect that other people are doing that same thing because it's the only way that they understand to interact with the world mm-hmm. and i do think that there's there is like something that is weirdly correct about that particular part of Claire mm-hmm. Sky's characterization yeah but also I fucking hate him and he sucks and I hate him and I want to punch him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't condone violence against animals, except <laughs> if the animal is clear sky. <laughs> I do not condone animal violence, but if I see clear sky, it is on site. It is on site. Uh, I have a couple of things that I want to say about Turtletail's death. Yes, please. Um, I, we were like on that track and then we got distracted. Yeah. First of all, this fucking sucks. Just, first of all, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my favorite writing in the book, even though I hate that it happens, uh, some of my favorite writing in the book is the cats, is Thunder, uh, his best friend, Lightning Tail, and River Ripple coming across uh, Turtle Tail's body next to... Yeah, that fucking... And there's like a whole page, a whole half a page at least, a couple of paragraphs of Lightning Tail... Doing this, I have this, I have this highlighted here, Lightning Tail being like, no, she's hurt, that's all. Cloud Spots will be able to make her better. If we get her home, she'll be okay. He's like, we have to warm her up. She's so cold. There must, she's, she, she got hurt clearly, but, but like, it's okay. We can get her, we can get her home and then everything will be okay. And that moment of like really innocent uh, kind of denial of the, of the situation at hand contrasted with thunder's interior monologue of like she's dead she's so dead oh Mm -hmm. my god she's dead oh my god she's dead she's dead it was really effective for me and i think like as much as i hate that it was turtle that like turtle tail died because of this unnecessary plot point Mm -hmm. i do like that it was thunder and lightning tail who found her because i don't feel like we would have as much as Grey Wing loves her. It wouldn't have been as good of a scene. It would not have been as good of a scene. And we get a little taste of that later, but we could get to that scene later. Yeah, for sure. And I'm looking at that, that part again, and it's just like all of his grief is just so well done. He's like, I know. Talking about how his words sound like someone else's. And then... The... It's it's also really effective to have River Ripple there with them oh, because yeah. it it really is these two kids that are seeing like one of uh, one of their parental figures yeah, essentially exactly. like dead in front of them and the the adult who is supervising them having to be like we can't having to be like this is something that we cannot we we change can't, yeah we can't change this it's nothing we there's nothing we can do about it and being the one to kind of guide them through yeah this. and figure out what to do they're, they're panicking 
he's like, we can't just like leave her here. We got to move her body. And then he's he's also there. They're like they are panicking. They don't know how what what to do about this. And he's like, we have a mission. And he but is, he's not. He is so empathetic about it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I feel like as much as I love Grey Wing, loving Turtle Tail, he would be yelling at people. I feel he like. is not. He is not emotionally mature enough, no, unfortunately, but, to but like my, be able to handle this and be. But River Ripple is River my Ripple. King. River Ripple is like River Ripple could solve the the problems of the world. He really could. He's just like he is very mature about it. He's very like clear headed. He understands their grief. Like he takes care of them in this really upsetting moment, and he does not make it worse. And I just think that that was a really, I really enjoyed that particular yeah. bit of it. Still stupid that she died, though. Still, yeah, still mad that she died. But boy, it it is the, I think it is some of the best writing, some of the best writing in this particular book is around the reactions mm-hmm. to her death, which makes, it makes me mad on one level, but also it's yeah. pretty, there's pretty good writing here. Yeah. No, notable detail I don't even know how I feel about it. It just really stuck out to me and upset me in a way oh, that I don't yeah. know if I like it or if I hate it. Um, was River Ripple talking about the body, um, talking about like, oh, I can tell that she was hit by a car because her claws are shredded. And so you know that that she like put her claws out before she was hit and, mm-hmm. and they got shredded on the asphalt. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, this is something that I will talk a lot more about when we get to the prophecies begin, especially. But like the way that some of these deaths are written is so visceral. Mm-hmm. It sticks with you. Like you can like there are there are scenes that I still remember reading when I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. Because I was like, "Damn, that's never gonna leave my yeah, brain." That's, uh-huh. I, I, I know which one it is. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, there's well, like I know at least one from, of them. There's like three from the first series that like yeah. live in my brain rent free. I will just think about it from time to time. Like, oh, damn, that was fucked up. That was fucked like, up. I think that is one of the things. Like, and it sounds bad to say <laughs> to say this because it's like. That's one of the things that I just have always really, I don't know if I want to say enjoyed because I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't like it when cats that I enjoy die. Yeah. And like, you know, you know, but the way that they are able to write death scenes, I think is some of the strongest descriptive writing in these books. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, like, the fighting and the and the death scenes are those are always my favorite it's there's there is like you said there is something very visceral there is something very like i think and i think that that is probably connected in like reading these in childhood is connected to like it because it's cats Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a space that that we as children can explore and feel a little bit safer thinking about like violence Mm -hmm. against individual on individual violence because it is so abstracted from like human on human violence right but it still kind of satisfies curiosity is 
not really the right word, but there is a certain level of like you as a kid, at least I as a kid, I'm always like, I was always trying to puzzle things out and I was always trying to be like, well, what are things that that do happen? You know, what are what are things that are scary, but do happen in the world and like wanting to wanting to be informed in a specific kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like on a tangent here at this point. No, I mean, but... I think this I mean, that's kind of what this series was, I think, for a lot of kids was like, I mean, at least for me, it was a kind of a first introduction to real like visceral tragedy in fiction. Yeah, exactly. There is and something... like having those those big feelings about tragedy in fiction. Because, like, I I don't think I could tell you any books that I read before this, except for, like, Old Yeller, Oof. where there was such an emotional impact around character tragedy. Mm-hmm. Not even just death, just tragedy in general. Yeah. There's, there's so many little tragedies. I think part of it, too, is they're cats. So going back to what we were saying about how visceral it is, it's so easy to be more descriptive physically about cats, I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they when have you, claws. They, they have, have teeth. claws. They have teeth. They have fur can go flying. It is, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a cat fight. Uh, I've um, seen, I've seen like not a really bad one. I would say I, I've seen yeah, tussles. I mean, yeah, I've seen like I think just above a tussle, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fur goes literally does it go does. flying. Like yeah. it is going <laughs> everywhere. You do not want to get in the middle of that, and I think that is part of why it is so so much more compelling these these fight scenes than just scenes of like. Cats chillin', because there's only so many ways that cats can be chillin'. There's only so many like, ways. Like, as a person who has a cat, she, <laughs> she lays there, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much she, what she does when she's chillin'. But, like, when she's zooming around or watching the birds, like, cats, when they are active, are very, like, every single movement means something. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. very, like, they have a lot of body language. So I think when we get those moments of body language and finding that stuff, it, it is a lot of, uh, it, it really helps kind of bring through the emotions and the impact of a scene. Uh, um, when we get back to the more cat camp, uh, before we head into the final act of this book, we find out that, uh, one of Windrunner and Gorsefur's kits uh, passed away. There oh, were four yeah. kittens that were born. We didn't bring it up, but another really standout scene was Thunder like watching the birth with Turtle Tail. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> that was I was like, I feel like I need to put this down. <laughs> I am a 28-year-old human being, and I was like, this is a little too much. <laughs> it's a lot. There's, like, full descriptions of licking the amniotic membrane off, and, uh-huh. like, ugh. As someone who, like, already has, like, is disgusted by the process of birth. Yeah, that's fair. I was like, fair. Mm, this is unpleasant. Uh, for me, I was more talking about just like there's a there's a moment in there when Thunder is like, this is the most beautiful 
like experience that I've that I've ever had in my life. And Turtle Tail is like, I know, isn't it incredible? And they share this really tender moment of like, life is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I should have fucking known then. Yeah. But I was still surprised later when Turtle Tail died. But this was also a death flag. Yeah. You know, if there's one thing, the Aaron's do love waving their flags. They do love waving their flags. Um, so we get back, we get back to the to the camp, and Ember Kit, one of the one of their four kits, uh, passed away as well. And oh, they, this that was is when brutal. I have Scout crying, real human tears about cats. Count was one. Uh, it's we've made it th- third book. We really made it. It was to the point where I like put down the Kindle and was li- and was I was like in the living room with my two parents, like sobbing, reading this cat book. And I was like, you know, sometimes these cat books just really get me. <laughs> you know, that this is so much. Specifically, they they go out to like a a pretty hillside and they are burying this this kitten. And Pebbleheart, again, my guy Pebbleheart, this fucking made me want to wail. He, like, goes into the, uh, into the grass and comes back out with a mouthful of leaves and puts them into the grave with the kitten and says, this is Burnet Leaves because he needs strength for his journey. And I was like, I'm going to simply explode yeah that was (laughs) really got me i mean it just it was so sad and the fact that they were like i wish we could have gotten turtle tail's body to like also bury her but then they're like no 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 where where we left her someone will find her but she was covered in these beautiful flower petals and it's it's better we remember her that way instead of trying to lug a dead body across the moor to bury her. Yeah, because they, they placed her my heart I out. Know. They placed her under under a flowering bush. Like pushed her off of the side of the road essentially under this flowering bush. And yeah, it's better we remember her covered in petals. Fucking broke me. What yeah. a line. This Excuse book. me? This is not allowed to be in this cat book. I know. This book had really good lines. <laughs> this book has some fucking bangers. Like I was shocked at how many quotes I was writing down for this book. It had a there's one banger ass line that the girlies on Tumblr went nuts over. Oh, but I'm very we'll talk, excited. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, oh my god, there were some great lines in this book. Honestly, there were. Oh, uh, so that yeah, that moment, Pebbleheart, Pebbleheart, like giving the dead kitten the leaves for his journey. Yeah. Um, especially because that's that's kind of like. We are kind of no-selling that, but this is the first time in the timeline of Warrior Cats that, that like, they've really talked about, you know, something akin to what will eventually become the concept of the journey to Starclan, the yes, journey exactly. to the afterlife. And just the fact that this little, he's just a couple months old, this kitten, and he is so fucking wise, and he is so thoughtful and... I just love I love Pebbleheart I love him so too. much. He's such I would a fucking good boy. die for Pebbleheart. I'm holding him in my hand so tightly. I, I think it's really interesting what you say about how this is the first time that we see like reference to the journey to Star Clan. Emberkit is the first cat to have a properly formed 
clan name. Yeah. Like all of the other cats, yes, they have the prefix and the suffix essentially, but it is two distinct words separated. Ember Kits follows the typical prefix and suffix mashed together into one word. Uh, warrior cat name, which I think I was I was shocked, first of all, to see that happening. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 we're starting this. We're starting it. It's happening because I was just like, oh, it, not 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 like really talked about at all. No. It's just a thing that is there. Yeah. And I was just like, hello. So it is. And I think that is that is really interesting that that happened. And I really kind of it makes me hope I don't think it will happen because, you know, fans always have like more in-depth theories and whatnots uh, than the creators do uh, because we're looking at it from a different lens. Yeah. But it does make me wonder if Ember Kit shows up anywhere else as like. We'll talk about it, but, you know, Starkland is already here. Mm-hmm. But if Emberkit shows up in later books as, like, not the leader of Starkland, but, like, kind of someone who is forming it into what it is, even though he is just and a could, baby. He's just a baby. We see him later. We see, <gasps> oh, we see him later, and that just really makes my heart hurt. God. Oh, there's still so much to talk about with this book. This book had so much shit happening. There was a lot. And like all of the lot kind of happened. Right at the end. In the last like three chapters. Yeah, I feel like. 18 is where it all pops really, really really pops off. And there's only 23 chapters of the book. Yeah. So it's literally Um, the last like fourth of the book is where everything pops the heck off. It really does. I think that, again, this is something I'll go over once we get to the Aaron Corner proper, but I think that uh, when it comes to... This is this is our first book being written by a, a different Aaron, essentially. Ah. This, is, this one is Kate Carey uh, versus being Sherith Baldry, and I think that one of the things that I noticed was a lot of higher highs and lower lows with this book versus uh, versus a, a steadier but perhaps not as compelling in its best moments uh, kind of feeling to the first two books in the series. You know what? That, that tracks... Oh, should we talk about the big stuff? I feel we like we should talk, talk about, about this big, big thing. We gotta talk about so the big battle. So this book is called the, the First Battle, and boy howdy, do it we gotta talk about this thing, because oh, so much happens. This battle fucking sucks. This battle's so rough. I mean, it's like, I mean, it it's is good, incredibly good, plot-wise yeah. and story-wise, mm-hmm. but woof. Okay, so Clear Sky and Grey Wing have their meeting except clear sky said i'm gonna bring my entire group mm-hmm. and gray wings like what the fuck dude <laughs> i thought we were just gonna meet and then he finds out that you know clear sky has not been treating jack Dawes cry like he said he was going to he's been starving him and gray wing appropriately or was it gray wing who called him out somebody appropriately I calls it, him out i think it might have been uh tall shadow actually he gets called out they're like, uh, hey, Clear Sky, I thought you said you were doing this so no cat would ever starve again. And now here yeah. you are literally starving a cat. And because- he's like, it takes two months for a cat to really starve. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's such a pain in the ass. So, you know, they show up, they start talking. I was kind of pissed off at Thunder and Tall Shadow for continuing to interrupt Grey Wing. 
I know Greywig was trying. He was trying so hard, and I feel like it. He was almost getting there, and then they kept interrupting him and ragging on Clear Sky as they should. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then Clear Sky was like, "Well, fuck you. I'm gonna attack." Um, And the whole battle is kind of set off by Jackdaw's cry, like in desperation of hunger, catching a bat, which is so fucking stupid. It it literally came out of nowhere to me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? mm, Ah, I hate Clear Sky so much. This man can't fucking listen to a thing. He can't do it. Yeah. Thunder, Thunder does this really impressive, like, escape to go get help and to tall shadow so so this this meeting the moreland cats sent gray wing thunder and tall shadow it was just going to be gray wing it was just going to be gray wing and tall shadow and thunder convinced him to let them come mm-hmm. uh and gray wing was like if we have too many cats we're gonna look threatening and here's fucking clear sky <laughs> out here with all of his cats oh there's this whole thing earlier where gray wing like goes to the clearing goes to four trees, um, which is a it will become a pivotal uh, element space, of yeah. the uh, like a pivotal known space later in the in the series. But that's where this meeting is planned because it is like neutral territory. And Greywing goes there ahead of time with Tall Shadow to be like, OK, I'm going to see, you know, this is OK. We should approach from here because we'll we'll be the least like threatening and we can do this and and that and it will be all of these things he's trying all of stand up on the big rock which later becomes very very important Mm -hmm. uh if we stand up on the big rock then he'll it'll be like we're in the mountains again and and maybe he'll like remember himself a little bit maybe he'll remember and it's so it's like heartbreaking on a certain level for me because it it's so much just like it is a really good depiction of like when you have a really bad relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. and you are the one doing all the work he is doing so much work to try and so hard he's just trying to reach over there and get clear sky to give him anything and clear sky fucking refuses and it's so hard to watch Mm -hmm. it really is he he does not want to believe that his brother is a bad person he doesn't. He loves his brother and he, he cares about him so deeply. And this is why this book made me insane. Because <laughs> I am a person, not to the extent that our dear friend Julia is, but I am a person who when I see a sibling dynamic and there is just like the most heartbreaking like situation going on between siblings or sibling figures who very clearly care about each other, but have differing ideals, it like, it grabs me and I'm compelled. (laughs) And I really, I would love it so much more in this book if Clear Sky was a little bit more understandable. Like if I could understand him a little bit more, if he had like better reasons behind what he's doing, if both he and Grey Wing like had these opposing motives that were both founded in some sort of good Mm -hmm. or neutrality or something like something that wasn't just like i'm gonna kill because i want to Mm -hmm. sort of shit i would be like absolutely torn apart by this book Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, the the siblings fighting in the great battle did get oh me. Oh my god. It did Yo. get me. But it I don't think the clear sky and gray wing battle got me as much as it could have cuz it yeah. could have been so much better. But I did can think... we talk about fe- falling feather and Jackdaw's oh pride? That's a fucking brutal moment. Um, oh my god. So the uh, siblings. So, <laughs> yes. So so Falling Feather and Jackdaw's Cry are two siblings who came with us from the mountains. Jackdaw's Cry stayed uh, in the moor, uh, specifically, I believe, because he wanted to stay with his mate. What's her name? Hawkswoop. 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 He wanted to stay with Hawkswoop. And so Falling Feather wanted to go with clear sky so they they're two siblings like gray wing and clear sky who are separated uh by these these borders that clear sky is uh trying to enforce there's also like a very it's it's generous to call it a b plot but there is there is some stuff uh in a couple of the chapters with clear sky where uh, clear sky pov where we see Falling Feather sort of trying to earn her place in the camp, which was really fucked up. That whole mm-hmm. thing was also really fucked up and stupid. Um, the thing, too, what also killed me about this is... Uh, I'm trying to go back and find it. Is it that he's protecting Thunder? Because so, that really fucked me up, too. Yeah, because so the because there's, is, the moment, there's the moment where him and Thunder have that really good conversation, where Thunder is like, I know that you don't like me. And he's like, that's not true. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is, Jack does cry, and Thunder were the ones who went to Clear Sky. And yes. Jack does cry, told Thunder, like, it will be okay. I will stay here. And he specifically looks at his sister, like... I will stay here because my sister is here and I know that things will be okay. Yes. And then we get to the battle and Falling Feather is the one attacking Thunder and Jackdaw's cry has to get her off. And instead of them stopping their fight, they just keep going at it. And it God, seeing the end of that just devastated me too. Yeah. When it's, it, it is it is Jackdaw's cry, like, killing his sister and then falling on top of her body as the wounds that she inflicted on him cause him to bleed out. And it really is intense. Yeah, it's it's so much. And then this is also, like, at the same time... Everything is happening so much in, in the this chapter. Yes, because at the, at the same time, there is... The fight between Clear Sky and Grey Wing, and Thunder watches it, and he. This is another banger quote. Thunder felt like he was watching a fight rehearsed for moons. They play fought as kids. He's like, yeah, whoa. They like they are falling back into their old selves, but in such a twisted and perverted way. Oh, it made me fucking wild. I was just like, I was like. <laughs> staring at the book like gripping it i was like oh my god yes this is the this is what i want because he's like this they know how each other fights even after like all these like this what year apart yeah they still know like how to fight each other 
and something that used to be play is now like they are tr actively trying to kill each other. And it was that happening just before Jackdaw's cry and falling feather kill each other. It, it was just and wild. It's Thunder being the lens through which we view it mm -hmm. is really effective because Thunder is just looking around like, what is happening? And he is so affected by like the thing happening with Jackdaw's cry and falling feather, like these two siblings, and he sees it reflected with Grey Wing and Clear Sky, and, and that's why he sort of goes to try and intercede. Yeah. Um I, I think also having Thunder be the one that you're watching this through because constantly he's like, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't. He's he, so he, he does, badly does not want to be his dad. He doesn't want to be his dad. But he sees everybody like trying to kill each other. He's like, I, I don't want to kill anyone, but I he is he's watching this all happen in absolute horror. Ugh. To the point, to the point where at one point he does, in defense of himself, mm -hmm. lash out at Leaf at one of the forest yes. cats, and is and is then like, oh my god, no, 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 uh, you know, and and calls uh, Dappled, Dappled, Dappled Pelt, Pelt? Yeah. Dappled Pelt calls Dappled Pelt over uh, to like check on him, like yeah. Dappled Pelt, you're the medicine. You're, you're like essentially the medicine cat. We don't have that word yet, but you know things about medicine. Like, make sure that he doesn't die because I yeah. don't want to kill somebody here today. Yeah, he literally says, like, what have I done? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my God. Which I think that's also, I just realized a really interesting parallel to the fight between Grey Wing and Fox in the first book. Yes. Because that was another situation where Grey Wing, in self-defense, slashed out at another cat and ended up causing um causing that death um and that is that's something that fucking clear sky holds over his head even though clear sky let that happen but whatever yeah. i won't get into it i guess yeah but i i think that really does show like sort of this the parallel there is is very important um i do think that that thunder is like i i do think they're setting up thunder to be just this very good character and i'm very he's a excited good boy he's such a good boy now we're gonna talk about my absolute favorite line from this book Ooh, do it do it do it tell me <sighs> okay so we've got gray wing and clear sky fighting and this is directly after jack does cry and falling feather kill each other and clear sky is standing over his brother and he keeps saying like give in he's like telling him to give up gray wing refuses he's like still fighting but he's not he's like it's it's all in vain like he keeps trying to hit at him and it just he doesn't is, work he is really suffering from his lungs at this point too yeah. he is raspy he is he's really fucked up yeah and clear sky just keeps yelling at him to give in and he is about to deliver the killing blow and thunder is just frozen in shock and Grey Wing stands up and he delivers the most raw ass line in this entire book. <laughs> Spinning and he bars. just says, he just says, kill me, kill me and live with the memory. Then tell the stars that you won. And it's so fucking good. It has no right to hit that hard because I literally read that. And I was like, oh, shit. It's truly. He's like, like oh, he's like, if it's going to make you happy, if you're going to think that you win, because you're killing me, like, go for it. 
like live with that guilt live with that fact i just love it when a character is like sure kill me but then you're gonna have to live with the fact that you did that shit and you're gonna feel yeah. guilty every day of your life you cannot kill me in any way that matters and then he he goes in on him hard and he's like you would kill your own brother for all of this power and clear sky literally finally for the first moment ever has like a moment of oh oh god oh i fucked up and he's like no no i don't want to kill you even though i was literally just about to kill you he's like he like realizes what he has done which i don't really care much for that but yeah i don't i don't necessarily buy it it's... i don't buy it either but he cuz he does keep being a bastard <laughs> uh, he does continue being like a dick and so you know it's very clearly not like a complete change of heart so i i accept it but it is very just like oh gray wing like he really like jumped up the list of my cats that i enjoy with that one line because i just <laughs> thought it was raw as hell Greywing brought, you know, Greywing went through deep tragedy in the last 24 hours. It's worth it's it's worth really highlighting that th this is all happening in the same fucking day. <laughs> yeah, that is wild, huh? Yeah, like essentially Greywing went to sleep one day, woke up the next day and his discovered that dead. his fucking wife was dead and then had to go and talk to his stupid ass brother who won't stop hitting him. Yeah. It was... Whew. It's so much. So uh, then, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the battle? I have something, but it's more about flip-flopping characterization stuff. Uh, so we'll get to that after we finish talking about the battle and the end of the book. Yeah. So after the battle... We get our visit from Star Clan. They're not called the Star Clan Star yet, but we get our here. Star Cats. Fuck yes. Ugh. Now I don't have like strong opinions on Star Clan either way. Yeah. Just like as a concept, but I do love the descriptions of Star Clan cats. Yeah. When they got all like sparkly. star, they got like sparkly fur, and they have the stars in their pelts, and I just, uh, it just feels so ethereal to me i love it it there is something genuinely affecting about the concept of like people that you knew who are dead coming and speaking to you from the sky like yeah it's there's it's something very shit. cool like i love you know i love constellation shit mm -hmm, we know this mm -hmm. about me <laughs> i i'm a bitch who loves constellations yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I really like that, the, the adjacency to the concept of somebody being in like the stars as a place that you can go to, uh, continue yeah. your life. After. Yeah. Because that I think is important too, is Star Clan is not just like sitting around doing diddly squat. No, like, they, they really are doing rabbits. stuff up they there. They hunt, like they have... Star Clan is a clan. Yeah, like, it they, truly is the continuation of a clan. Yeah, they they continue their life. They like do patrols. They hang out with each other. They they go hunting like ghosts, rabbits, and shit. It's great. <laughs> um, it is great. I thought it was really cool to see the Star Clan cats rising up out of their bodies. Yeah, holy shit, that, that was really I cool. Don't think has ever happened before. No. Yeah, I, just, I think I, 
my brain is poisoned by like the AMVs because people do ha- like there have been animations done uh, like animated music videos done where the cats rise up out of the bodies and it's really effective there and I like seeing it in the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I've... very specifically, one of the cats like curls back up into their body as the cats are leaving. Oh shit! I don't think. But I've... is dead I've and that and and that was really. I think it was Furcone. Furcone? That's his whole name, right? Yeah, that's his name. I think it was Furcone or Rainswept Flower. Uh, also, shout- oh god, shout out to Rainswept Flower who fucking died in this fight. Sucks. Fucking sucks. Rainswept yeah. Flower, you deserve better. You deserve to, like, have just a nice life with, uh, with Jack and Peak. Yeah. But, yeah, so this- yes, it was- it was Furcone who went back into his body as if he was going- like going to sleep. Back to sleep. And then all and of the like, others walk away and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> He's just like, I'm chilling, bro. I'm fucking chilling, dude. But, yeah, I thought just seeing all of the cats come out of their bodies and he's he's even like, there's no wounds, there's no blood, they don't their pelts are sleek and thick. Frost's pelt is even shinier than it was in life. Like He's talking about just how be- Grey Wing is talking about how beautiful and how good this is for them, and I'm just like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it's like, baby. This mm-hmm. is it's so good. And then the fucking Star Clan cats, they do have kind of a a thing that would have hit better if, again, as I have said multiple times before, yes. Clear Sky had more of a reason than just I want to kill. Yeah, Clear Sky doesn't. <laughs> He he doesn't have like it it he claims they do this whole thing where they're like okay so it's fear it's fear that drove you and it's like that's not good that's not like a good reason either that's not yeah. a compelling or satisfying reason to be doing all of this stuff if you're trying to like especially if you're trying to say so the star clan cats essentially come and say okay everybody here has needs been to really stop. needs to stop and think about what they've done and and uh and just both sides very very centrist of them they're like mm-hmm. both sides are bad because the one side reacted to violence by retaliating with violence to protect themselves so that's bad and it's mm-hmm. like no 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 i don't think so you almost got there yeah i will say though it was very entertaining the Star Clay cats do just rip Clear Sky. A new oh, one. they really do. They I have, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this fucking. Ass. I'm gonna read this line from Storm that really uh, I thought was really good. Storm. So Storm is here, and Storm is like Clear Sky, you motherfucker, you stupid S- Clear Sky, stupid you horses bitch. ass. <laughs> So she says, stop arguing for what's in your life. Stop telling every cat who belongs and who doesn't. You don't get to decide. Why do you think I left the forest? You came here from the mountains and brought nothing but death. This is your chance to make amends. All of you. And she kind of like, she kind of, she loses me there with the all of you because it's really not everybody. But, uh, but you know, the, that was in response to Clear Sky saying some shit and she, she's just like, okay, will you fucking, fucking shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I really liked Sh- Shaded Moss. Shaded Moss really came for like, Tall Shadow. He's like, 
I thought you could lead them, but what the fuck have you done? <laughs> and I thought that was a little mean because it was. <laughs> it was a little bit mean because they come again. They come for like, how could you have killed Furcone? Like, do mm-hmm. look look him in the eyes. Did he deserve this? And it's like he was fucking about to kill yeah. Thunder. Like you have to. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot stress enough how much the forest cats were out for blood. I cannot really stress enough. Like, not a single one of them seemed to have the same idea as Thunder of, like, I don't want to kill people. No, everybody was in there. And the other cats were f- literally fighting for their lives. And most of them didn't mm-hmm. get, didn't win, didn't win that yeah. fight. Now, I will say... The one one of the things that I did like about what uh, Starclan said to them was kind of is kind of relevant to what we talked about last time, where they talk about the land. Mm-hmm. And they're they like, do. they say something guys, really good about that. Yeah, let me, I'm trying to find it. And I think that this is also there's there's kind of a conversation or, or not conversation, but I think it is Tall Shadow during the meeting with Clear Sky before it all goes to shit that says this stuff about like the land was here before us and it will continue to be here after us. Yes. There's a lot. They they really start leaning into like, we are not as important as the land itself. We should not be the ones to delineate who lives where. Which would be, I think is, is good. I think it's very funny to me that there's like a lot of stuff happening in this particular series uh with like why are we drawing borders there is enough Mm -hmm. territory for everybody there is enough food to go around and then we're gonna get to the uh like more modern uh part of the timeline and it's just gonna be all this shit all over again (laughs) for real it's wild i mean again it is like what 50 or 60 years yeah it's a it's a long time it's almost almost a hundred almost almost, a whole century yeah, it it's like 80 years. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a ridiculous amount of time. So like it kind of makes sense that they've forgotten the yeah, you know, they've forgotten things. Um but yes, yeah, so there's a falling star as the sign and the cats tell them like you all live under the same stars and a single moon shines onto all of your nests. Which, yeah, really, another really banger line. Yeah, which is another banger line. And also, as we were talking about Star Clan being all of the cats of all the different clans being one clan, I just think that line is a great encapsulation of what Star Clan is. Like, they mm-hmm. are all under the same stars. You know, as much as I had issues with some of the things that the Star Clan cats were saying, <laughs> I was I- very stoked about it. Yeah. Overall, they had they were overall they're right. It's just that I they're a little bit wrong. Yeah, I I think also it, it's interesting that uh, once again we are laying the groundwork for what we know. They have basically the first vigil. Uh, mm-hmm. Gray wings uh, cats are like staying behind while Clear Sky's like, well, we're leaving. And he's like, why are you guys staying with the dead bodies? And they're like, well, we're just gonna stay with them until their bodies are cold. Because we want to honor them. And I'm like, the first fucking vigil. Like, this is there what's it is. happening. It's happening. God, uh, Thunder and Lightning Tail and Acorn Fur all curl up with Hawk Swoop's body. Oh, and it God, that really broke my heart. Rough. And Clear Sky's like, why are you doing this? Like, she's not <laughs> oh, anything to God. you. And he's like, yes, she's basically she his mother. raised him. Yeah, like, this is the cat who raised him. Like, 
they're acting like kids. Shut the fuck down. Up. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I am every every day I wake up and I tell Clear Sky to fucking shut his mouth. Yeah, and then they tell them to come back in a moon, and I'm like, setting up the gatherings, baby. I'm just like, we're getting into the setup of the way the clans are, and it just makes me so stoked. It's so good. It's so good. And do you have anything else to say about the battle? I do not. Okay. Do we want to talk about the bonus chapters? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's all about how Wind and Gorse met. I Gorse love is the ultimate male wife. I love him so I love much. Gorse. Gorse is such a male wife. Dude, literally him being like, this is my place. It's pretty nice, right? Like, he literally <laughs> takes her back to his place to on his the place first date. It- <laughs> he's like, hey, you want to get out of the rain? We can." I found this, like, den around here. And she wakes up. She's like, this whole place smells like you've lived here. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I live here. And she's like, it's nice, dude. isn't it? <laughs> pretty nice maybe it would be great you know two cats could fit it he's so fucking funny i love him so Uh, much i fucking love gorse um really interesting little and like really snappy storytelling here oh yeah with the first there's three of these chapters these bonus chapters the first one is essentially wind uh experiencing a dog attack and essentially being abandoned by Branch, who is uh, a Tom that she was running with, basically. Yeah, he basically, it says that he kind of started taking care of her after her mom and sister died. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I don't think she sees him as a father figure. She even mentions, she's like, I'm sure eventually, like, you know, we'll keep traveling together. I'll have kids with him. Like, it's whatever. She's very unemotional about that part it's very interesting that she's like yeah i guess that's just like the way things will go is we'll hang out and you know we'll travel for long enough that we'll end up like having feelings for each other yeah i read it as kind of not very strong feelings but warm feelings of familiarity of like i spend time with this person and they're in my life and it would be nice to like have a family with them I I definitely did not read it that way. I think that's very interesting. I definitely thought like she definitely cared about him, but I thought mm-hmm. it was very much like this is the way things go is, you know, we're going to travel could, together and be, we're going to yeah. end up having kids at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also possible, those are yeah. both very good uh, interpretations. But yeah, it, it read I read it very much as like if we're both single in 20 years, <laughs> yes, that's, that is very much what it kind of reads as. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so she gets attacked. She's unable to really do anything. She's really, it gets infected. She's really yeah. hurt. It, it seems like she's going to die. And Branch just kind of leaves her. It's it's very fucked up. Yeah, he leaves her a rabbit so that she can eat. But otherwise, he basically abandons her. He just bounces. And she's like, well, guess I'm on my own again. I, and she's like, I will never have, I will, I will simply be on my own. I will never have to, to yeah, she's trust just like, or well, care about anybody again. And then, yeah, fuck these guys. And then in the next chapter, it is that her helping this, uh, this queen, this mother cat with two kittens, um, who, uh, are sort of trying to figure out their life on the moor and the mother can't uh, hunt because she's. Injured she got, or sick she or something her like paw. that. She got thorn in her paw. Oh, yeah. She got her, her, her footies hurt. Her footie hurt. Her got paw infection. Yeah. So she had a, a, a hurt little paw. 
And so the kids weren't able to hunt. And Wynn's like, ah, I guess I'll give them to you. Like, I'll give you my food. Uh, and they're and- like, well, don't you want to share? And she's like, ew, no, I gave it to you. It's yours now. I'm not sharing this shit. <laughs> Which is so funny. And they're like, but there's too much here. You should have some. And she's like, no, I don't share food with people. And they're like, but <laughs> okay, you gave babe. us this. Like, that's sharing. And she's like, no, it's that's not. Sharing. She's like, no, it's not. That's not sharing. <laughs> I'm cool and unattached. And I don't like people. I love I'm her. I'm a shonen protagonist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, and I love and so then much. basically runs into Gorse. Um, so who's <laughs> It's just a fucking goofus. He's so, he's like, I've been watching you. Yeah. You don't seem to like to hang out with other people. And he just, like, starts walking with her. She's like, why the fuck is this guy following me? It's so good. And so then they have to rescue one of the kittens when a lightning strike causes a, a fire, a brush fire. Um, and they have to work together to to get this kitten safe. They do that. They kind of send that mother and her kittens on their way. And Gorse is like, well, here, I know that, you know, I know, you know, you have no attachments, blah, 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 whatever, fucking Jedi way, I guess. But it's raining and we need somewhere to shelter. And she's like, well, I'm not stupid. I know you need to shelter down when it's raining. (laughs) She's like, I know that you're, I know that you're smart and you know you need to, he's he's really like leading into it too. He really is. It's so funny. Uh, And, and then she, she goes to sleep next to Gorse in his, in his, uh, little in his den it's his den it's his it's his house it's his yeah. crib and wakes up and uh he's not there and she's like well yeah of course he's not there he's going to have left because nobody ever stays and and that's what it's like and then he like shows up with a rabbit and is like i thought you'd be hungry and she's like whoa wait <laughs> you're here yeah and oh, then and the last the, the last line is really it really gets me the la- yeah the last line of this whole thing is gorse came back and that was like, oh, <laughs> I love them so much. They are perfect together. I care about them so much. They're, They're my so good. Those are my parents. There was a really there was oh, so much good stuff during like the um, the birthing scene, like the the when she was in labor and Gorse was comforting her and after it when Gorse was comforting her and them also Windrunner, Wind wanted to be in the in the fight. Windrunner wanted to be wanted to go be part of the fight. To and Gorsfer and Gorsfer is like she's not going to die today. I'm not going to let her. Yeah, uh, they are perfect. Relationship goals, honestly. Do we want to talk about the errands? Let's go to the Aaron corner. Da 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 da. Errands. Uh, I feel like Kate Carey did not read. The first book in this series. I don't think <laughs> that she read the first one. I think she read the one uh, coming up to this one. She read the second book and was like, oh, this will be fine. Because there is a moment where Grey Wing specifically like, talks about meeting Bumble as though the time that she came to the clan at the beginning of the second book was the first time that mm. he had ever met her when he met her multiple times in the first book. <laughs> including when they saw they were like on the rocket four trees for the first time yeah that's where he met bumble and also turtle tail and gray wing already did the whole can we get up on the big rock yeah. like in the first book and it was really funny to see that hashed hashed out again here and it's yeah. like we did we did do this already We've done this before yeah 
I found via the wiki that uh, Kate Carey uses the Warriors wiki while writing for reference, which I love. I love that. I'm going to make this image bigger again. We got to shout out the wiki people every single time because they fucking kill it. The wiki people kill it. I also was on her uh, Kate Carey's Twitter and found this this image. That she quote retweeted of uh, Blue Star, who is a character we will we will meet later, uh, an anthro version of Blue Star in like a black turtleneck and black sweatpants, hanging out on a balcony. And Kate Carey just retweeted this and said, "Love this." <laughs> it's so funny. There's something so funny about. It. Oh, incredible! She also wrote this this fucking bananas so i was i was like what's kate carey's deal so i was i was in the Aaron corner i was looking up kate carey and i discovered that she wrote a article on the warriorcats.com page um called a good death in writing uh which has some really wild statements made about writing death in fiction including this one that i wanted to highlight Kill your characters too quickly and your reader will feel unsatisfied. You must stroke your reader, cosset it and woo them, lead them up to death so gently and lovingly that by the time it happens, they are ready for it. Don't cosset it me, ma'am. Ma'am, you Do are not writing, cosset me. You're writing a book not having foreplay. Like this is you can't just say this shit to me. No. We are Get not away in bed from together. Me. <laughs> Woof! <laughs> like, yo! What a line, huh? It was just so much. And I was like, I have to, we have to talk about it. I have to. Bring I don't this think up. I want to talk about it. I think I want to forget that that was ever put into the world. <laughs> you must stroke your reader, cuss mm. it, and woo them. What? Mm. You can't say that! This is a children's book website! <laughs> Anyways, um, a little bit more on my thoughts about Kate versus Cherith here. Um, as far as errands go, I do think that Kate has higher highs. I think that the banger lines in here are very much because I think that Kate is really good at writing those lines that stick out to you. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to like keep an eye on the errands, which Aaron is writing which book going forward and see if consistently she kind of has lines that stick out to me more um or if if that's sort of just that she was really on one with this book i have an issue with consistency uh as i talked about earlier consistency with previous books in the series there are inconsistencies like she didn't quite do all of her research there's even just like weird inconsistency between chapters like in chapter 20 we have this line from gray wing during the fight between him and Clear Sky, where he says, you want to tell every cat what to do. You always have and you always will. You're so greedy for power. You'll kill your own litter mate to get it, which is a sick, dope, good, great line. Love it. Let's keep, mm-hmm. let's go. But then in the next chapter, Grey Wing then defends Clear Sky by saying Clear Sky was never greedy. In the mountains, he gave up his food for Fluttering Bird. No cat changes that much. Which is it? The opposite of what he just said. That's the opposite of what he just mm-hmm. said. And I do and I and I could I could just like chalk it up to Grey Wing, but I I think that this is more Kate just like forgetting what she wrote. It that's it reads more like that. It reads more like inconsistency in editing than it does like a char- an actual conscious character choice. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question. Mm-hmm. 
because I was just looking at uh, inconsistencies. Didn't Moonshadow die last book? Yes. Okay, he's in the allegiances in this one. Yes, that is on the inconsistencies page on the wiki. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait a second, I'm looking at the allegiances here, Moonshadow's there, and I'm like, mm, I don't think that's right. Moonshadow is there, and I believe there is one other cat who died last book that is in the allegiances somewhere. It might be a rogue or somebody from Clear Skies Camp. Oh, Misty's in there. Oh, yeah, Misty's there. That's <laughs> the what fuck? it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Gang, you're going to get so excited about all the times we find inconsistencies in the allegiances. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for that information about the errands. I'm, that is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. We're going to head on to sharing tongues. Hell yeah. We're going to talk just a brief bit um, about fandom stuff this week. Uh, partly because with a title like The First Battle, it's remarkably difficult to find content. <laughs> We've got some cool covers again. Uh, the simplified Chinese printing you pointed out is dope as hell. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, it is very, very evocative of that. Uh, only one fic on Archive of Our Own this time with the first battle tagged, and it's not even a specific the first battle, like, centric fic. It is a history of Sky Clan that's like, I guess somebody uh, wrote up. So I love, I love Warriors fans. I do Because too. They'll, they'll just be like, I, here's, a hi AO3, here is my detailed uh, interpretation history. of the history of an entire clan. And I'm like, you of know just what? an pop entire off. clan. Pop, pop the fuck off. Uh, Tumblr, however, proved pretty easy to, to search this time. Uh, as I said, the girlies loved Tell the Stars He Won. There's so much art and just like people quoting it like, how the fuck is this raw ass line allowed to be from Warriors? Truly. Um, I think I've even seen it before on a post of like raw lines that have no business being what like from what they are from. Probably. I'm like 90% sure I've seen that line before. Uh, a lot of folks complaining, like we have said, that Clear Sky's character makes no sense. Um, just, you know, several of the quotes being pointed out like i think a lot of folks do just like are reacting to the fact that there are so many good lines so much fan art of clear sky and gray wing fighting i, I want to draw fan art of clear sky and gray wing fighting do oh my god somebody else live blogging their reactions and i also found apparently there are these taiwanese trading cards i love this i'm looking um, at this right now and yeah I this love trading it. card i'll i'll make it a little bigger on our thing um it's dope. Why don't we have trading cards for Warrior I Cats? I Do you know how much cards. my childhood self would have ate that shit up? They would have made a, oh my God. a billion dollars off of me mm -hmm. alone. Um, yeah, so, you know, not much sharing tongues this week. You know, we did have a big old battle. I feel like we need to have, like, an in-memoriam at the end of this fucking season. Seriously. For, oh like, my a God. nice in-memoriam PowerPoint, like, at the Oscars the of all the cats. Of the angels. angels. We, we just gotta make that and, and shout out all the cats who died. So many cats died Because I was book. keeping I, I was keeping track of how many cats died, and I was like, whoa, we're gonna have to... Oof. Have a whole PowerPoint at the end here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Sharon Tongues this week. Nice, short, sweet love little that. bit. Thank you. I love it. Of course. Uh, we better we better do our Warrior Cats of the Week now. Oh, man. This is such a hard choice this It is this a hard week. one. I have so many. My Warrior Cat of the Week, as much as I have 
loved on so many of the characters in our discussion. My Warrior Cat of the Week is Lightning Tail. My Warrior Cat of the Week is Lightning Tail! <gasps> Scow, we gotta stop doing this! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Lightning Tail is my pick. I literally wrote it down when he was helping rescue the kids from yes, the two legs. Exactly. I wrote down Warrior Cat of the Week contender, Lightning Tail, and then I never wrote down another contender because <laughs> I just thought he was... So good. I really thought, like, for a cat that has pretty much been in the background for the most part, yeah, like this was his moment to shine, and I really enjoyed it. Also, I think he and Thunder should kiss. That would um, be great. They're best friends. <laughs> They're they best friends. I do think Thunder friends. is going to end up with Acorn for her because she does like have a moment where she's like, "Hey, yo, Thunder, you got hot." Yeah, um, that was so funny. <laughs> But there was also a moment. Sorry, no brief derailment. There was a moment at the beginning of the book where I had a realization that that was like, oh my god, did they do this whole thing with Turtle Tail having kids with somebody else, but Clear Sky uh, or but but Greywing raising them because they want to do like Sparrow Fur and and Thunder uh, and not have it be incestual. There was a <laughs> moment where I was like, oh my god, wait, is this all a ploy? Uh, sorry, back to Lightning Tail. I love him. Yeah, so I, I do think he and Lightning Tail, like, they are besties. I also think they could be gay if... Uh, they could be gay. If, if, they, if they the Aarons weren't cowards. <laughs> yeah, I do think that they kind of, like, they just... I just think he is such a good, like, character to be along with Thunder for. Yeah. And I really hope that in the eventual timeline where Thunder becomes the leader of Thunder Clan, that Lightning Tail goes with him. Yes. Because their names even go together, Thunder and Lightning. I just... I know. And you know, he was named that specifically because he loved Thunder so much as a kit that he would follow him around everywhere. (laughs) It's so cute. They're they're besties. They're fucking besties. But yeah, Lightning Tail, like... Loving up on these two legs, trying to make oh it so God, these kids get away. Oh my God, he was so smart and brave and strong. He was, he was like, I have a plan. And I'm like, oh my God. Even before the plan went off, I was like, Lightning Tail is going to be my number one cat this week. Lightning, Lightning Tail has a fucking scheme and we love that. Yeah. Um, I also just think that all of his moments, like I said, I talked a lot earlier about the scene where they find Turtle Tail's body. I think that whole thing with Lightning Tail and Thunder was so poignant and mm-hmm. and like heartbreaking and really good and having this whole little kind of side adventure wasn't necessary but the the characterization between thunder and lightning tail getting to be on screen was was worth it i was literally just about to say as much as we ragged on that whole thing being pointless like at least we did get some really good thunder and lightning tail content yeah, there was a lot of really good character growth in mm-hmm. that section for Thunder and then for, you know, seeing Lightning Tail kind of in action and and more stuff with River Ripple. We totally forgot to mention that River Ripple also shows up after the battle and and everybody's like, why didn't you jump in? And he's like, to fucking whom? Yeah, he's like, why Is that my would fight? I? <laughs> like, <laughs> stupid. I, like, yeah, me and the Windcats are chill, but like, I'm not gonna fight your stupid battles for you. Like, I... So once again, shout I'm, out River Ripple. Once again, shout out. He has got to be the runner up. I just can't have him be my warrior cat of the week twice in a, <laughs> twice in a row. We both did Pebbleheart last week. Oh, we did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, I almost River, did Pebbleheart again. 
Rip um, Ripple is my man's. I love, love him so much. But yes, yes, Lightning Tail, you're our warrior cat of the week. Shout outs you to you. It, buddy. Can't wait to see more of you, bud. I also don't think that this is technically how he is described, but in my head, and I will die on this hill, uh, he he is like all black with a white tail. And that's where that's like also part of the he thing is with all the lightning black. tail. He's he's all black with and I and I know that, but in my bra- in my heart and brain, yeah. his his ass is white. His ass he's got is a white. white. <laughs> he's got a white tail. His tail is white. Yeah, I like, like that. Like a lightning strike. Oh, I love. <sighs> Outro time. Outro time. Uh, if you have thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us, you can write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause, as in what a cat has, claws, as in the part of speech, pod, as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at pawsandclaws and on Tumblr at pawsclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, you can find me, Scout, on Twitter or Tumblr at HumbleGoat, and you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio as well as my Kofi page are also in the show notes. Uh, and you can also find me, Jill, on Twitter at plot underscore twists or on Tumblr at antique-romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss Dawn of the Clans Book 4, The Blazing Star. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. <laughs> <laughs>